Hello there. Hello. Hello, hello. How are you today? I'm doing good. How was your Christmas? Was it good? Yeah, Christmas was really good. Nice, nice, nice. I got some Lego sets. Got some Harry I didn't didn't get any Lego. I got Harry Potter Lego. Nice. Me and, me and Jake, we're going to build Lego tomorrow and watch Lord of the Rings as we do it. Which would be great. Nice. You didn't ask for Lego, you just got given it. or No, we both agreed to get each other Lego like as part of like one of the presents like the main we said we're going to do like a main present kind of thing and then the like the little ones with it and the main one was going to be lego so we gave each other a budget so we knew not to go overboard so we both got each other lego on purpose oh that's nice like oh we can, we can just sit around and watch movies and build lego one day so tomorrow we are building my i'm building i'm building my hedwig sex i got the hedwig one and he's building his mouth of Sauron. Oh, nice. So we're going to watch Lord of the Rings because I feel like I torture him with Harry Potter like all the fucking time. Which is very me. But still. Yeah, but Harry Potter's not bad though. Oh, Harry Potter's great. Harry Potter's one of my favourites. I'm going to the studios again on Tuesday. So. Oh, damn. I went for the Halloween one. With my best friend Luke, but then my mum was like, oh, I've got tickets to the winter one. Are you coming with? I was like, yes, of course. What a stupid question. Yeah, I mean, he wouldn't want to go as many times as possible. Exactly. And I don't have to pay. It's great. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I didn't have to pay the first time because that was a Christmas present, but I don't have to pay <laughs> the second time. It's fucking sick. And I've been cleaning the flat all day, prepping for New Year's because I'm hosting New Year's. In my flat uh -huh. on Sunday, I've got. I think I'm going out. Nice. We're staying in because it's just easier because it gets so busy in town. And Manchester's getting expensive enough as it is. It will get even worse on New Year's Eve. So I've set my bar up again. Got the bar ready. Got some decorations. Uh, bought a bunch of snacks for Sunday. Got all the stuff. Just need to go and get some more drinks because I've got this massive drink dispenser that's in the shape of a skull because obviously so we're gonna make a oh. we're gonna make a cocktail in that got like the prosecco for midnight i've already got that and we're gonna everyone just brings out their own drinks and snacks kind of thing but nice got everything planned deep clean, deep cleaning to make sure everything's ready for sunday because i'm gonna yeah. spend sunday blowing up new year's balloons I think I'm just going out and hanging out with people. I don't really know what's happening. Um, That's where I go. But I mean, I mean, I didn't do, do much for Christmas apart from hang out with the family, and they go at the grandparents, and then went to the grandparents' house the next day. And yeah, just spent Christmas with the family, and I got the gifts I wanted because I already knew what I was getting because I asked for that stuff anyway. So it's it's been good, but. Um, See, I, yeah, I, I didn't know what I was getting. The only thing, actually, no, the only thing that I did know I was getting was what my brother got me. But that's only because my brother just went, right, I've got this is my budget. Just send me the links of something that you want that's within that budget. And I was like, sound. Okay. <laughs> so I got what I wanted from my brother. That was like, because that was just easy. But well, I, I hope everyone else got what they wanted. Yeah, if. and if and I just hope you had a very merry Christmas. And I right at one thing, 
unnoticed because I see the statistics. I see the plays on each episode because it's on my phone. So I saw the plays going up on Christmas Day. So some of you lot were actually listening on Christmas fucking day. (laughs) It's funny because I said that and I'm not going to act surprised because people do whatever they want. I mean, I was doing, you know, I was on YouTube on Christmas Day. I was on other social media platforms. You know, people, people like to do stuff. Well, not just Christmasy related, so yeah, that's that's interesting. Probably in the downtime they're waiting for their Christmas meal to be ready. I found it funny. Is when they were listening. I just looked at my dad and went, "I can see the plays going up on Christmas Day. People are what listening to this on Christmas Day." And he went, "Yeah." My uh, my dad just shook his head. <laughs> he just shook his head and carried on playing on his new VR headset. He had a VR. He got the new PlayStation, the V two headset. Oh, nice. Because uh, my mum got it for him, uh, which he kept on saying, take it back. No, it's too expensive. And my mum was just being like, just shut the fuck up, will you? <laughs> and then he eventually put the headset on and started playing it, and uh, he's not taking it back. He's not going to take it back. He he loves it. But it was so funny because my mum was winding him up while he was playing um. while he was playing it. But, nah, good Christmas, decent boxing day. Jacob met my extended family. Uh, my brother's girlfriend also met the extended family as well, so it was like both of them did. Both of them met everyone at the same time, and I looked at Jacob and went, "We've already decided not never have. We're never having kids because I don't want that, and he doesn't either." But I looked at him and went, "That the feeling of not wanting them is going to get stronger with my with that with the extended family, meaning my cousins." And uh, when we were leaving, he just looked at me and went. Yeah, you got a good point. That I'd no fuck that, fuck that. I was like, exactly. They just kind of take the joy away. Oh <laughs> yeah, no, I know what you mean. Um, well, not not in a bad way. But I saw my cousins on Boxing Day, and they're a little younger, and they're. I don't know what you call their generation specifically. Gen, Gen Z, it's Gen Z. They, they, but no, they were born. Is it what? When does Gen? No, it's still Gen Z. I'm pretty sure. Hmm. Uh. Okay. It's about 2012. So one of the just at the end, if you will. But they, they act like they're the newer generation because born in 2009. They act a little cringy. I will admit. Oh my cousins. So I can see why cousins or other family members act in ways like, yeah, this is why I don't want kids because it might turn out like that. Yeah, like each to their own, each to their own. Yeah, one of my cousins is twelve, and she got her her birthday's the a few days before Christmas. Actually, bang on a week before Christmas. My mum got a, a Stanley Cup for Christmas, and she screamed at her, no for her birthday, and she screamed her head off. So my mum got her some like extra Stanley Cup straws for the cup for Christmas, as well as other things. And she screamed her head off again at the sight of straws. They were metal straws, and she screamed and freaked out over metal. I, I was like, oh, my God. Then my little cousin, who's younger, who's only a couple of years younger than her, is undiagnosed ADHD. Ah. Like, my auntie refuses to get him looked at to see if he's got ADHD. But my mum, who has been dealing with children from every stem of the neurodivergent scale just look for 20 for 28 years my mum just goes adhd i'm not fucking joking 
but it's screaming from him. And that's how he that's the reason why he is the way he is, and I'm just like, ah He doesn't stop. Like they didn't even give him sugar. He had no sugar. He doesn't need sugar. He's just a lunatic. He's just he, he, he drained I was just sat there drinking wine all day and I was fucking exhausted. By the end of Boxing Day. I went to bed early. I was like, no. Fuck yeah. This. Fuck this. But Christmas was good. Hope everyone enjoyed the last episode of the, which was the Christmas special. But we are here with a New Year's Eve special. Technically, it's coming out before yeah. New Year's Eve. But like, it's the last one of the year. We'll but this the second episode of season two, if you will. Yes. It is. And so, it's your, and it's your week. So th- this is the last one. I d- I felt weird because I had the one at the end of the year but then I realised well if it's the start of technical like season 2 then I'll just pick something that I really wanted to do regardless of it being the one that's going to end off the year and I've done it I'm super um, I, I was going to say excited to do this is a weird way of saying it but this is a case that I've wanted to do for a while while now and I finally just said right I'm going to kick off my uh, this my episode of season 2 doing this case and I will say while doing this, I have to also have a YouTube video in the background for some extra information because there's loads of documentaries and stuff on YouTube about this. But I watched one today by Documenting Evil. Um, and there's multiple ones out there, but the one I watched was Documenting Evil. So shout out to the YouTube channel, Documenting Evil, because um, they provided the video, uh, which had tons of videos and other sources of information stuff that I didn't have for my research. So this one um, can be quite, this one can be quite tough. If you go and watch the videos associated to this, which I have, it's quite a tough watch. But in terms of like a disclaimer, essentially we're talking about a shooting here. Okay. We are talking about a shooting. Um, so anything that associates with that, there's no mention of real blood, but there's mention of people being shot, use of weaponry, etc., etc. And talks, we talking about mental health and certain aspects of that plays quite a big part into this, as we will soon find out. Now, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna say the case by what Wikipedia goes it by by the name of the place shooting, because more than likely, people are gonna know it based on the name. So. Today, we are going to talk about uh, a case of a shooting, but uh, the name of the case of the person we're talking about is Randy Stair, or other nicknames you might know him by, which I will delve into and be relevant into this, but Randy Stair. Now, this is one I have wanted to cover for a while because it heavily involves probably... um, one of the platforms that everyone in this world has probably used at least once, YouTube. I have been on YouTube for years. I've used YouTube for years um, since I can remember back 2012. Not like early, early days of YouTube, but uh, like 2012 and YouTube. And this is probably one of the most more known cases now, I guess, of something related to YouTube. Um, it's gotten more traction, it appears, in recent years. Because this video that I watched was uploaded uh, four weeks ago. So one year ago, one year ago. It's kind of getting more traction now. 
but um if there are anyone like me who's knows about youtube and that sort of thing might have heard this one but i don't know if you have you probably might not have i just looked him up and his face looks familiar but i don't know the case yes um so yeah uh well the other title of this is the eden township wise markets shooting hopefully i'm saying that right wise is a chain but yeah essentially we're going to be talking about randy stare now i have to refer to the video about some early life stuff but um if anyone doesn't know what the whole basis i mean about youtube is this is a case of basically consider this that in this day and age we have a lot more access to stuff on the internet that we didn't have back in the day. And this relates to YouTube and the fact is this person was prominent on the site, had tons of videos and stuff recorded that are on there, stuff archived, stuff that you can see that otherwise, compared to older cases, are not as easy to get hold of, like tapes, videos, etc., etc. So um, it's essentially a case of a YouTuber gone very south and there's other cases of other youtubers that have done this but you don't think about it how many social media platforms there's people who have some fame or just are known or are on a platform and they end up bad but you had no idea who it was because there's a million people now like 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 tiktok there's so many accounts of tiktok with over 100k that you're not going to know every single one of them and one of those people who has over 100k over a million could end up doing something fucked up and then it'll be in the news, this TikTok, and you're like, I don't know the fuck that is, because everyone watches each to their own thing, or they watch their own YouTubers, they watch whoever they watch on TikTok, follow whoever they want on Instagram, so, you know, the the part of this is that some of this goes under the carpet due to people not knowing about this, and the people that did know in the not-as-big-ish audience to smaller audience didn't see the signs. So, um... To start off, um, I do usually have like the bio. Um, there's not much I really need to say in this, but this takes place in Eaton Township, Pennsylvania, US. Um, I have seen people in videos mention that they knew the area or lived near the person, because um, this happened on June 8th, 2017, but we do talk about loads of events leading up to this. So what happens in 2017, which is not far away, and yeah, we are going to talk about shooting. Um, so it is loss of life that is mentioned. Um, I don't want to say too much. But um, yeah, you said the face looks familiar. Well, I'd be as well ask you when you look at this photo, is there anything that springs to mind? Or if I hadn't told you anything, would you have suspected this person? Yes. To do anything uh, apart from the obvious photos of him with the gun. I was about to say, yeah, there's pictures of him with a full blown rifle pointing <laughs> at the camera. That's a shotgun. Yeah, we'll get well shotgun pointing at the camera and him kissing it. Um, yeah, but if you saw a photo of him without that, uh, one second, let me get his picture back up again. Uh, I'm asking this because obviously, you know what? The the picture where he's smiling, no. He looks like a normal kid. He looks like a normal kid. In that picture where he's got his beanie on and he's smiling, he just looks like a genuine normal kid. It's one of those where you can even look at his eyes. There's no 
sound there's no look of anger there's no look of evil that people tend to find him when you look in some people's eyes there's no he just looks like a normal happy kid that's just he just looks normal he just looks like a normal kid like the ones where he's kind of just straight faced and looking directly in the mirror he looks a bit more menacing there but the ones where he's just like it's just like normal selfies even when he's not smiling he just looks like a normal kid so no, like well yeah. Like you wouldn't if the gun picture that if the gun picture wasn't there or the ones where you know where he's doing finger guns at the camera, then yeah, I'd just be like, no, it's a normal fucking kid. Ah uh, yeah, the the finger gun fall. We'll come back to that one. Yeah, because if it was just if he was smiling in that, you could just be like, oh, it's just a normal like finger gun pose. But he's got a very like menacing look on his face with that picture. <laughs> Yes, and I asked that because obviously he did YouTube and there were signs, as we will later talk about, that people didn't necessarily pick up on on the forefront of this happening because when I watched back and I watched this video, which I highly recommend you do because it has all the the videotapes and it shows off him talking about the stuff, um, the signs were there. You just had to kind of piece it as it was going. But... Let's get into the info in early life. So we're talking about Randy Robert Stair, who goes by other names as well, which we will mention on his own accord. So he was born on the 17th of September, 1992, in Pennsylvania to parents Robert and Lorraine Stair, along with his younger brother, Jeremy Stair. Now, I say other names because he had a present on YouTube, so if anyone knows him from YouTube, he was known online as Pioneer Productions, also EGS Productions, or and the name he gave himself, Andrew Blaze. Now, in terms of his early life, I've had to refer to this video because it gave some more stuff. I, the, when explaining the early life, there's stuff that you can kind of relate to in some sense. Because when he was young, he essentially didn't want to be noticed by anyone. Had this sort of sense of alienation. Didn't want people to, like, to notice him at the same time. And then also find it hard, found it hard to make friends. Because he didn't think he fitted in with um, most people. Me. And yeah, he essentially... Um, wasn't I don't know if it says anything about him well he didn't he did find friends in high school he never had a girlfriend or he never dated due to interest and yeah he was actually quite scared to hang out with friends out with of school but um, what I can what I found was he had one main friend um, uh, his name was like Matthew um, essentially this guy that he became friends with kind of spurs him on for this whole YouTube career thing because he was the one that introduced him to whole I guess video filming if you will you know what kids are like they like to film each other doing stuff well he was the one that introduced Randy to the whole like using a video camera to film stuff so this was kind of the thing that lit Andrew up or um if you will, because when he was with Matt, he always wanted to make videos with him. He would beg him to, like, 
um, make videos just every time they hang out and Andrew loved watching films like Titanic and that sort of stuff um, and the Harry Potter films and was just engrossed with the whole idea of video filming, cinema, that sort of thing. And you can actually find clips of really early videos of him and that Matt guy that they filmed in this documenting evil thing. But I believe the friend that he did have, Matt, moved away at some point. I'm not particularly sure um, when. But one of the reasons he liked filming is he liked to remember the moments that he did have. And because Matt, I was presumed, was the only friend that he had, it's the only time that he could look back on. And because he felt uh, alienated, isolated, didn't feel like he fit in, I feel like in his mind it was maybe a way to look back on the friendship that he did have, even though, like he said, he didn't like the attention that people gave him. But he would... I don't know. It said that he would, like, sit around and he'd stare and he'd watch other people, kind of like what a quiet kid would do, but didn't want people to have the attention on him. Which I guess people can relate with, you know? So he's a bit of a people watcher. Like, he's very... Yeah. Ob- he observes other people, like, just not in a bad way, just does. Yeah. And... Um, basically... Um, the Matt friend that he did have, I think, drifted apart. I think either in the mag I got a girlfriend, but Randy just, even when Matt wasn't with him, it said that he loved to just film stuff, narrate and vlog, which is a lot of stuff they did on his YouTube. And we've all done that. I used to do that early YouTube days. Um, I used to make YouTube videos and, you know, videos with my mates. So I can emphasize when you're just a bored kid and you want to make videos. But, um, When Matt kind of left him, he felt a bit unwanted and alienated in the sense that that Matt guy drifted away from him as it was probably his only friend. And the fact is that when your only friend disappears um, or people start um, stop hanging out with you, you feel like something's wrong with you. But I get the fact that people drift away. Yeah, but r- he, some people just drift away, but I do understand like the feeling of what's wrong with me because this came out of the blue did i do something wrong could i have done something differently like i get that because been through that been through that bit this year it just, yeah. it just happens but yeah. well randy himself had said that he made the mistake of not trying to make friends with other kids and he kind of just went back after the one friend that he did have uh drifted away to be in this sort of shy quiet kick kid but he did meet another kid called James Schwimmer, um, which was pretty close to the relationship that he had with Matt. And um, it was this kid that was the one that, they both shared an interest in the film, but this guy was the one that basically said to Randy, hey, you should start a YouTube channel and make your own content on it. And he would upload all those regular random videos that he had which you can still find online they be, they date back to 2008 because we will um go through each of the youtube channels that he did make but it's this person that spurred him on and said hey look if you make these videos and whatnot why not upload them to youtube youtube kind of blew up 2006 2007 so the friend kind of just said your videos can go on a platform that loads of other creators are putting their stuff on 
and why not um um but yeah in terms of the stuff i had on wikipedia it said he often liked to watch nickelodeon shows that plays a part drawing the characters he saw on tv he used a vhs recorder to make short home films much to the criticism of his brother um uh, when randy turned 18 years old he applied for work in mcdonald's but quit after three hours on his first day been there, Randy works at Mackey's. Completely understandable, justifiable, agreed. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing we eighteen. The thing we also need to talk about here is and um, trigger warning stuff. We have to talk about suicide because Randy, during his entire like teenage years or in the high school or whatnot, had thoughts of suicide. So when we talk about him getting to later ages, they play a part in him not wanting to be alive anymore um because he quit he quit, he quit mcdonald's after three hours on the first day and randy's father got him a part-time job working at the y supermarket that he managed um employment which randy resented but kept for income he had a short period of full-time work at a hospital which he quit due to pressure returning to the supermarket in 2011, Randy graduated from Dallas High School and attended his parents' graduation ceremony. Meeting his parents' expectations, he would attend Lozoni County Community College for three years until 2014, majoring in mass communications. Um, so yeah, he... How do I put this? Realistically, didn't think he was going anywhere in life um had no idea what he wanted to do he just took that job because that had income and just didn't really envision himself really going past his 20s so although randy said um college and job hunting weren't his main priorities randy mentions wanting to drop out of high school and always struggled uh, with grades during school during his YouTube career, he would experiment with different types of content to reach the same level of popularity as his online peers, this being something he would never achieve because um, Randy wanted to reach 100k subscribers, but instead found his channel consistently stuck under 10k subscribers. 10k in 2009's good though. Like 2009, 2008, 10k was decent. Yeah, I was going to say that but, um, back then, YouTube was a whole different kettle of fish compared to what it is now. Mm. So, becoming successful was a lot harder or maybe sometimes easier depending on what you did. Some people just uploaded videos and because of that time period, that's what made it yeah, blow up. Yeah, and no one was doing like high resolution YouTube videos like they are now. It wasn't really a thing back then because no one really no one was really making money off it then. Like people weren't making if they were making money it wasn't a lot. So it wasn't this whole big thing. Like now everyone's like you need to get to a million subscribers to be classed as a proper YouTuber. Whereas then 10k was where the big guys that are at a million we're at in 2008, 2009. Like, yeah, that's, that's the thing. He just wanted to reach his milestones and wasn't getting to them. And while he probably enjoyed making content, he wasn't doing well in school, like I said. Um, 
but he also strayed away from, he was I don't know if he was Christian from birth but he he had something to do with Christianity because he 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 strayed away from Christianity he says in one video um that basically he said the whole thing of God um, dying and being resurrecting and that sort of thing is a bunch of bullshit and stuff so his parents must have raised him Christian and then he just threw that out the window and said it's a bunch of crock poor shit uh, essentially if there's miracles that happen then why aren't they happening now so he turned against Christianity um, but yeah he's you know 10k 10k is um is is a lot. But... In two thousand eight, two thousand nine, it was huge. You were, that's where like, a pre, yeah, two thousand eight, two thousand nine, ten k was like massive. Like you were YouTube um, famous. You were YouTube famous if you had ten k at that point. I and I think yeah, but I think when this ten k sort of stuff was happening, it was about um, oh maybe yeah, two thousand nine, round about the era because his other channels were kind of later on so maybe they weren't his first channels i'm not sure but he kept detail this is the thing right before this all happened in the rampage he kept detailed video recordings and journals leading up to said shooting most of which he uploaded online to online forums social media platforms um in these writings and videos which are very tough to watch uh because i have seen some of them he basically expresses willingness to commit suicide, address the personal tragedies and other misfortunes he experienced, which led him to a state of depression, a fear of aging past his 20s, described cross-dressing and questioning his gender identity, provided detailed explanations of his plans for carrying out the shooting, and explained his belief that the murders would allow him to cross over to an animated world he had imagined. Now, that's what I mentioned earlier. Randy didn't really want to live past his 20s. He had this thought, as he described for ages, that he wanted to commit suicide, didn't want to live past his 20s, didn't want to get old, had so many other issues, which we will touch upon later. But yeah, he had no plans of living past his 20s. And when he got past his 20s, like to the point of when he was doing the shooting, just didn't, didn't like life at all. Really just despised his life and a lot of other things as well which we will talk about and there's other things um other school shooting we will mention but i thought we have to mention his youtube channels because he had a presence on youtube and people might like to know what channels were there what channels were there because that's the thing with social media stuff can go up and then it can go down and if it ain't archived it's lost but stuff from his has been archived so if you do feel like you have some um a tough heart you can watch his tapes and stuff very eerie i may add worth the watch to kind of get a whole picture of how his brain worked and his thoughts and stuff but we're first going to talk about his youtube channels from 2008 to 2014 so his first one was pioneer productions which was uh, joined on June 9th, uh, June 9th, 2008, and it was shut down in May 13th of 2021. It's just not on YouTube anymore. It was a comedy vlogs channel. Um, he had Twitter accounts. He had an ES, EGS Andrew, Pioneers Prod, and EGS World. He had a Facebook of Pioneers Production and Ember's Ghost Squad. 
that plays a big role. Instagram and Thread, or Threads, which wasn't a thing, but Instagram, Embers Go Squad, and other media was Bandcamp, DeviantArt, and SoundCloud. And the channel had 168 videos. They're deleted. Um, there wasn't a schedule. It was unscheduled, and it's an inactive channel because he's deceased and terminated. And he was associated with other channels, Make Me Bad 35, Jester Stone, and Dinoman217. Randy originally made older YouTube channels back in 2007, but they were shut down because uh, copyright strikes. Eventually, he created the Pioneers Production channel on June 9th, 2008, at 15 years old. He originally created Let's Play and Vlogs before eventually making co uh, sketch comedy videos. Many of his well-known skits involved him and other characters getting involved in strange antics such as Froggy, Whale, and Mr. Horsehead. The videos were created by, and all of the characters were, voiced by himself. And there was Pioneer Productions 2, August 7, 2009, when it joined, shut down May 13th, 2021. Like most of them are, it was a bloopers vlogs channel, it had 52 videos, again it was unscheduled, it's inactive, because he's dead, as we will uh, talk about and terminated. And Pioneer Productions 2 was his second channel, he'd upload his bloopers, behind the scenes commentary uh, vlogs from his main channel. He would also post occasional vlogs and all the videos that were deleted. So, typical YouTube format, main channel, had a second channel for all the extra stuff that if people care about extra stuff, you know. I remember I watched quite a lot of YouTubers back in the day where their second channel was either their gaming channel or the one with the behind the scenes stuff. And it was quite cool to see another side in the main channel. And it wasn't obviously as popular maybe, but I, I loved watching second channel some people just to see the uh, funny skits and other stuff they'd post that wasn't main content worthy or fit in with what they had in the main channel. And I still do now. Yeah, same, to be honest. I prefer, I prefer second channels most of the time. Yeah, sometimes people, when they create their first channel, they've, they've set the bar for what it does and what content it has on it so that trying to put stuff in there, if it doesn't fit in, it has to go to, like, a second channel. Otherwise, it would feel off within all the other content they do mainly on their main channel. He had a Pioneers Anthology, anthology channel, sorry. Uh, that was uh, May 25th, 2014, and that was shut down again. May 13th, uh, 2021. It was a skits and gaming channel that had 138 videos deleted. Again, unscheduled and inactive because the season terminated. And it was most of the same as the original channel, except it uploaded Let's Plays and his older videos. Um, there was a Pioneer Classics channel. It was um, an archive channel, no videos, unscheduled, inactive. It was also known as Old Pioneer Prod Viz and is a relatively unknown channel from Randy that possibly archived his older videos from 2007 or even older. And this other one, Pioneer's Horror not much information on it um status inactive schedule unscheduled videos none then we talk about his youtube channels 2015 to 2017 now this is a channel that comes and plays a very big part in this and this fantasy if we will well it is so this channel it was embers ghost squad it was started on January 12th, 2016 and shut down on December 6th, 2017. So he shut this one down. It wasn't YouTube because YouTube did the other ones when, you know, stuff happened and then YouTube was like, okay, we can't have this kind of content that he had up. We need to delete it. But the internet archived it. Um, 
And if anyone wants to know about archiving, there's a good site. I don't know if you ever used it on the Wayback Machine. Is a site where you can go back on certain sites at certain points of time and view archived material. Um, I'll say this now: I'm a big guy on my lost media, and I'm on the lost media wiki. I check that all the time, and I'm all for people archiving stuff because once it's lost, it's lost. But I guess in this case, it's fucked up for the stuff to be archived for people to see. But it is there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because consider previous shootings and stuff or uh, cases we've covered where police have evidence kept. There's nothing too, too graphic, but considering the nature and the content and what's being described, and if you know what he's talking about, it's not like the police really need to hold it away, if that makes sense. Because he's kind of just speaking about it vlog style and just mentioning sort of stuff. But nothing graphics ever shown, so that's why I think it's still available on the internet and not taken down in that manner. So the Ember Ghost Squad channel was an animations channel. It had 24 videos deleted, unscheduled, and inactive, deceased, and terminated. So... After becoming obsessed with the character Ember, who plays a big part, he would end his Pioneers Productions channel to start a new one called Ember's Ghost Squad. Ember's Ghost Squad ESG is a spin-off series based off of a Danny uh, off of Danny Phantom, which involves Ember and her ghost friends going on different adventures recruiting teenagers in their squad. The series was created entirely by himself, except for collaborating with different voice actors. All of the characters were recolors of Ember McLean, with the exception of Ember herself. Randy had taught himself how to animate, and he would upload several videos onto YouTube talking about his psychology and hatred for humanity. On June 8th, he would upload the last episode of Ember's Ghost Squad, which shows Randy and the Ghost Squad characters shooting the Westboro High School. The video is unfinished as YouTubers he was partnering didn't get the requirements done on the deadline, and some quit due to the violent nature. There was another channel called Worthless Toaster. September 18th, 2012, shut down December 30th, 2016. It was a music channel, uh, four videos, unscheduled, inactive, deceased subscribers. This one showed the subscribers because the other channels didn't show what subscribers were there. And there's 6K. And that's because well, Worthless Toaster was a channel which uploaded high-quality music video, uh, music from Emma McLean from Danny Phantom, but it shows the subscribers because unlike Randy's other channels, this one has not been terminated from YouTube. So you can still find Worthless Toaster. And then Andrew Blaze, March 13th, 2017, joined, shut down June 8th, 2017, style music, videos three, schedule, unscheduled, Status inactive, deceased subscribers 208. Andrew Blaze was a channel named after Randy's nickname. It uploaded instrumentals from the album Make Your Move by the band Send the Quest. This would be Randy's last channel, which was created on March 13th, 2017. And unlike Randy's other channels, this one has not been terminated from YouTube. Now, weird to say, but I looked up that band, and that band make really good pop punk music, or if they're still going. I'm not sure, but I went and listened to that, and I make your move, and I am in love with that. So weird how I've gotten into this band from this particular topic, but the band allowed him to use their music in videos. 
so he wouldn't get copyrighted. That's actually a blessing as well, because even back then you'd get copyright for everything, hence the whole um, really, really shitty vlog music that YouTubers used to use. Yeah, or the royalty-free stuff. Yeah. Um, soundscape, like a dream, etc., etc. But yeah, I, 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 I'm gonna plug them now. Ten request, make your move. That's a, that's a good EP. Um, but yeah, he uh got music off of them. Now I thought I'd also um mention some trivia because there's trivia at the bottom of the wiki page I used for this, which has some other information in it relating to him and other stuff. So Randy held hatred for his birth name, taking the pseudonym Andrew Blaze. This name may or may not have been directly influenced from the lead uh, of Send Request, Andrew Blank. Um, so yeah, Send Request, the punk man, provided Randy with permission to use several of their songs on his YouTube content. Randy's comedy skits were directly inspired by YouTuber Make Me Bad 35, to the point he was accused of being a ripoff. However, Randy and Damien, Make Me Bad, struck up a friendship and collaborated on several videos, leading to Randy seeing a rise in his sub count. The rubber toy Froggy, found in his videos, I assume, was found in a shopping cart at the Y supermarket. Randy took the frog home to clean it and made it a character in his skits. In this next part, I have seen this clip because it's still up there. So he was featured in a Ray William Johnson video. I love Ray William Johnson. He was featured in... Yes, so back in the early days of YouTube when Raylan Johnson was the most sub-channel, he was featured in a video at, entitled Too Fat to Die! Exclamation mark, under the Equals 3, if you remember Ray's popular Equals 3. So Ray examines a video Randy uploaded of an accident in his driveway, and later Ray placed his vlogs um, saying they were good. It's like a clip of like his granddad or something getting injured in the driveway, and Ray includes it in that equals three episode which you can still watch and then ray says yeah i like this guy's content i would check it out or something along the lines of that like so yeah ray, back in the day well like you said ray william johnson was fucking massive around that point like so being I've, featured in an equals three video there's probably people who are listening who are like i still don't know who this guy is it's not clocking or they've not looked him up yet and you would have said that video and they would have gone oh wait shit like, that's probably what's just happened for a few people, especially if they're from our generation, at least. video has 10 million views. Exactly. So there's definitely people that have just gone, wait, I know that video. I've watched that video so many fucking times. Oh, my God. And if you go to the comments, someone's pinned it from five years ago at 3 minutes 22. Yeah. The, the... And where is it? Three. Yeah, here we go. Yeah, he praises him because his grandpa gets hurt in the yard. And then Ray William Johnson's like, good for him. You know, he's thinking, uh, damn, my grandpa got hurt in the yard. I'm going to post this shit on YouTube. That was kind of the thing, though, around that. Like, collabs are quite... Are obviously, still a huge thing on YouTube now. But back then... They were such a huge thing, having these YouTubers get together like that, because it was so new. You were like, oh shit, they know each other now. Let's go check out this guy that this that the, my favourite YouTubers collabed with. It was a massive thing. It's why a lot of YouTubers now got the boost that they got. 
Yeah, so that video's still there and you can watch that clip. But yeah, he was featured in a Ray William Johnson video in the Equals 3 series. Uh, Randy became friends with a plasma mastodon online. He claimed that you, he claimed that YouTuber Fred favorited and commented in one of his videos. Randy disliked people older than 40, reflecting his own fears of living past his teens and 20s. His favorite horror films were Halloween and Friday the 13th, and his favorite video game was Banjo-Kazooie. Randy originally planned to shoot the supermarket on May 7, 2009, the initial EGS converted into numbers. However, he became impatient and decided to commit the crime on the channel's anniversary. Every Wednesday, when his parents went bowling, Randy would use the time to either film a video or cross-dress in his mother's clothing. He created an official Ember's Ghost Squad wiki, which still gets edited today, I believe. Randy named his two guns, Rachel and Mackenzie, after characters in Ember's Ghost Squad. The name Pioneers Productions came from the football team, the Pittsburgh Pioneers. His skits were inspired by early YouTube comedians such as Smosh, Fred, Nikihiga, Cinemassacre, etc, etc. The most viewed video on his channel was Mr. Horsehead meets Mr. Wooden Alligator, but his most viewed video overall is his fan-edited music video for the song Remember by Emma McLean from Danny Phantom, reaching millions of views. Randy had over 11 Twitter accounts, with two of them being personal and nine were EGS characters who would consistently reply to each other. And Randy created a short series called You Know What Sucks, in which he complained about small inconveniences, directly inspired by the series You Know What's Bullshit by James Rolfe. And as I said, Randy worked part-time at the Waze or the Wise supermarket for seven years before his attack. Now, we need to now talk about mental health decline. Because this is where it gets, see, there's a lot to explain, but the mental health goes very sinister, creepy. If you watch any of the videos when he's talking and explaining stuff, there's this real eerie sense of what he thinks and how his brain thinks or how he thinks about stuff. So in 2013, a friend of Randy's brother named Tom Lynch was killed in a car accident. During college classes, he became close with a new acquaintance named Matthew Murray, who over the semester break had also died while driving. This severely affected Randy, hung up on the fact that these people's uh, the fact these deaths involved people 21 and under. His grandfather passed away, and shortly, Randy himself was involved in a car crash but managed to survive. Uh, Jeremy had also gone into a car accident, which resulted in Jeremy and Randy sharing their mother's car while unable to pay off damages. Randy experienced the failure and loss of his hard drive, which he worked to repair. Following bouts of intense depression and isolation, death and the afterlife were concepts solely focused on in his future videos. Like I mentioned, he mentions not knowing what he wanted to do with his life after after education and wanting to drop out of college. Randy became increasingly existential about both aging and his future with his parents, pushing him to meet milestones, and he fixated on a potential YouTube career he would realize was unobtainable due to lack of audience and revenue from his content. 
Randy had a troubled relationship with his father, Robert Stair, starting in high school, whom claimed he would criticize his lack of friends, extracurricular activities, and reluctance to work full-time so Randy could earn more money. Randy solidified the idea that he would be killing himself within the next few years, which he kept hidden from his family, thus insist instead focusing on all his efforts and his internet presence in the time he had left avoiding societal expectations. After returning to watch Danny Phantom, he became obsessed with the character Ember McLean. He had called her his wife and thought the Ghost Squad characters were real. During this time, he struggled with gender dysph uh, dysphoria, thinking his soul was female. Randy wore feminine clothing and thought if he were to die, he would be resurrected as a ghost girl. In Ember's Ghost Squad, Randy created a self-insert character named Andrew Blaze who was female. Although he didn't consider himself fully transgender, he had been opposed to going to therapy or psychiatrist because he didn't think people would understand him. Randy became fascinated with Columbine High School Massacre and oh, one of the God, of course. This 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 plays a part and I will explain a bit more. And one of the preparate uh, preparers preparators or the um Eric Harris. He recreated m uh, multiple of the and go back to that photo. You see that first photo you had of him giving the finger gun? Yeah. And the first photo that uh, pops up on Google, yeah? Yep. What do you notice about that for? Uh, well, his really creepy face. Anything else? Uh, he's wearing a shirt that says natural selection. Uh-huh. Does that not ring any bells? The, the finger guns is what? It's the t-shirt. Yeah. Yeah. He, he recreated multiple of the natural selection shirts Harris used and had created videos yeah. as playing as firearms and to plan and kill his victims, similar to the two students' videotapes. He recreated the natural selection shirts that Harris had used and wore. Yeah. Back plus the when the cotton mine. Plus the, I know like finger guns is a very universal thing for so many things, but they also did that. So adding the two together is not good in the slightest. Because finger guns, everyone does. Everyone does it. It's a universal thing. It's just, it's a worldwide thing. It's just it's it's just a thing really, but. With it, when it, we've already discussed this when we covered the Columbine massacre, they did that in a lot of their pictures. There is a end of year picture of their class where they're at the back doing the finger guns. So it it was a very them thing when they were planning what they were going to do. So the fact that he's got he's recreated that shirt and he's doing that pose is not yeah. great. It's not great. Randy would also join forums dedicated to the calm and shooting, often Ugh. saying he could relate to them. Now... How? How the fuck do you relate to them? Like, I'm not being funny. But how the... F 
how how the fuck do you relate to these the those two in the slightest because this guy at this point in time when he's getting obsessed with columbine is not even in school anymore like right he can't even use the bullying crap to even fuel the fire with this another thing right you need to also look at ember's ghost squad so if you look up the images, it's, uh, these are all posted on the fake Ember's Ghost Squad thing he created kind of took over his entire world. Um, I haven't seen Danny Phantom, but some of the characters are based on that. Basically, he had this mindset of he was in love with the characters from Ember's Ghost Squad, and if he killed himself, he would then be able to be transported into their digital world, the world where he belongs. He had this mindset of he was in 24 years on earth and that wasn't the life that he was supposed to be in he was supposed to die and then be into this virtual world where he belonged so he just was enclosed by the whole embers ghost squad that he created he had posters of it everywhere um um not not see here's the thing the wiki page is still up but it's and and so is the twitter so he this had like a following people were part of this fake fantasy world but he just took it even further than yeah. um yeah i don't yeah i'm not i'm not gonna lie i'm not gonna lie i don't know how the hell he's relating to eric and dylan if i'm being completely honest because there's no can the other than what they eventually went on to do well there's not any similarities basically i'm having to refer this documenting evil because there's a clip in here basically he said that he had heard about the shooting in high school and whatnot and hadn't done anything but when he looked it up he said that he just got sucked into it it sucked him in he said he loved it um, and he said that he basically thought, said, and thought that they were victims. Well, they're not. We already went through this. <sighs> like, he said he got attracted to them. He viewed them as victims. I don't understand these people who say this shit. I'm going to be completely basically, honest. I don't understand. If, if you're listening and you're finding these people <laughs> to be victims... Look at more of the evidence, for the love of God. Basically, they were his role models, inspirations, which, it, and he said, it's not good that they're his role models in his societies. Um, I, d I, d I don't know how he could say that. It's like, he's saying that he understands that it's not a good yeah, thing. Yeah, because they thought of the world in the same way he did. No, you didn't. Why? What? 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 Why was he clearly thinking that there's some kind of fucking like battling through mental health? You are a freaking hero in your own in your own right for dealing with it and getting past it and getting through it, like odds and surviving with it as long as you did. It's not fucking easy. I can say that myself. But the way he's talking about. The Columbine shooting, as if Dylan and Eric were like some kind of fucking 
superheroes to fight through it is just deranged in my yeah head. well here's the thing in the lead-up he decided to document internal every faucet of his plaid privately like they did yes um releasing and archiving the source of publicly just before he would act now so in late 2016 he starts the journal or the diary and I have, thanks to this video, who actually has photo this um, the documentary evil in their video, has photos of his journal. So the first entry says this: "As the late Eric Harris once said, I hate the fucking world. What an inspiration! Of all of the ones who have influenced me, Eric Harris is one of the newest. I would have killed to have met the guy. I think he would have. I think we would have connected on so many levels." I would kill or love to be able to gather a mass amount of ammunition and weaponry and to just destroy anyone who has the misfortune of crossing my path. Everyone on this pathetic, putrid planet needs to be fucking slaughtered. What makes someone as innocent-looking as me want to cause mass devastation and manipulation? I have my reasons, some more morbid than others. I've hated humans my entire life. I hated making friends, socializing amongst my classmates, and I am overly being spoken to. Humans are, and this is underlined and bold, worthless. We are living, breathing, moving trash. I don't care what you say, life is a never-ending simulation of hell. I'm not afraid of humans, I'm disgusted by them. Life is either great or depressing. What is there even to be remotely happy about in this shithole of a planet? You are a dead man the minute you're conceived by your parents. You don't even have a say in your own name. And see, when I heard that last sentence, I'm like, he's one of them people. Who's like, well, when you're born, you never get a choice of anything. Your parents do everything for you. How is that great? You know what I mean? I've heard that before. I've heard people say that many times. Oh, you don't even have a say in your name. Oh, life's shit because you don't get to do much stuff. Because you're too busy shitting your, shitting your nappy and throwing up everywhere, you dipshit. What do you think of that? That was the, the first entry. I think he's just basically looked at the diaries that Eric... I think it was Eric who, was, who had depression... The diaries that he had to write out for therapy. I think he's just read that and got... Basically, I've read Eric's diary entry, obviously, from when I had to do the episode. He's just basically just copied it. He's basically, let me copy your homework and change a couple things. That's basically what that fucking is. He's just copied someone else and put his own little tiny, tiny twist on it because it's pretty much copy and paste what Eric said. It's just like... It's, it's so fucking dumb. I don't understand people like, I think this is why I do this podcast, is because I don't fucking understand it at all. I'm so, we've done so many school shootings and there's going to be more episodes where we do school shootings. And But I think every single time we do another school shootings episode and I'm hearing the words, they had inspiration from Columbine. I'm so close to invent, find, a, I don't know, inventing my own fucking time machine to go back in time and slap these cringy <laughs> bitches. 
Because that's all they are right now in my head. I've seen so many of them. The cringy little fox. It's like... Yeah, I, I, well... I, I have sympathy for people who have mental health issues, because hello, same. I have sympathy for people who are suicidal, because hello, same. But at the end of the day, we're not going around fucking causing havoc and ruining other people's lives for the sake of the fact... I, I don't know, woe is me. Shut the fuck up, man. Well, he, he kind of hinted and let his viewers know in the videos that he was going to take his life. Not directly... Uh, I don't think, but he would spend the next several months collecting every project he had ever worked on, um, scanning pages of his handwritten journal, detailing his entire life story. And he would basically create something called the Andrew Blaze Suicide Tapes. Um, he then... St he started having thoughts of like, I don't just want to kill myself. Maybe I want to do an actual shooting. But it's weird because if you watch the videos, he actually says, as it's getting closer, five months, less than four months. Like, like um, basically, there's one of them where he's like, less than five months. And he's like, um, and he shows his room and he's like, everything in my room is going to be gutted. Um because there'll be blood on the ceiling, there'll be blood all over these posters. And then he says, maybe I'll take down one of the Ember's Ghost Squad photos he has and puts it next to him while he does it. So he was thinking about originally just killing himself in his bedroom because uh, he didn't have the necessary tools to actually carry out a shooting. So he was originally just going to do it in his room and the blood would just splatter everywhere. Um... And it's so weird. Because uh, in this video, in that, oh, actually, I'm seeing it in this video as well. He actually zooms in on Mackenzie, one of the people from the Ember's Ghost Squad. And he says, that's my girl. Oh, she's just so cute. Or something uh, like that. Oh, fucking hell. Check his hard drive as well. Fucking idiot. Weirdo. Like, I've heard people do the whole, like, I've had, oh, when you were a kid, did you ever have a crush on this cartoon character? Because everyone fucking did. No one got this weird though. No one got that weird. That's just weird. But like, no one got that. At, no one. No. No one went that fucking far. That's just. Weird. What's also weird in this? I think this video as well is that he said that. Oh, if I did it in the supermarket that I work at, um, I just wouldn't have the t the tools or something. Or like, my it would just be typical that my gun would jam. The police would come in. They'd take me down. And I'd be captured, coroner, and someone at work would have a firearm on them. And then he said that he, um, he said that just, just him doing it, there's no way that he would be able to kill more than three people if it's just him doing it solo. Um, so he knows that, had the thought of like, well, if I was doing this remark myself, I'm not going to kill as much people as I think. I'm going to, well, the thing is, just going to get taken down straight away. Thing is, right. And during this time, he had a lot of subscribers and he's posting this stuff online. So he has a following. And obviously he's not posting about the shooting online. These ones are in the tapes. I don't think these tapes... These ones are in the tapes that haven't gone out yet, but they go out as soon as he's just a way to capture the... Well, what about uh, the, 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 the little weird countdown thing? Was that... That was online, wasn't it? That was on his YouTube channel. I don't think the videos when he's saying five months or whatnot. I think the, this is part of the suicide tapes. Before that, he hinted at 
potentially taking his life. But the the, the, the one this video I've just referenced now is part of the suicide tapes where he says uh, five months. Okay, I was gonna say. Well, he's I, explaining everything. I was gonna say this is all like publicly and online and shit. Then the fact that people just sit, sat back not doing anything is really annoying to me. But no, fair enough. Yeah. So. Um. Uh, uh, this this is weird what happens, right? So, on January 4th, 2017, he he wore his natural selection shirt under his work shirt. And he said he never felt so in charge wearing his natural selection shirt, the one that thing he had, under his work shirt. He said that it was, it was, he said it was as if with, as if Eric Harris was with him. And he was very livid. And never felt so enraged while wearing this natural selection shirt. Oh, and it was the first time he he yelled at a co-worker. Oh, so fuck off, you He wears cunt. the shirt to work. And Ugh. he feels so livid the first time he's angry at a co-worker. And he feels like Eric Harris is with him. What a fucking weirdo. What a weirdo. And just... Oh my god! And I, oh what he god, says, uh, what he says about the coworker though, is this as well? It's like, um, hang on, where is it? He says something about the coworker. Cringy cunt. Oh yeah, he said um, when he showed the coworker, he says that felt good. That, that, that. That retard is just a sack of shit. That fucker doesn't know between shit and dirt. Listen, um, listen. He doesn't. He doesn't. That that co-worker. He said that he doesn't know. That co-worker doesn't know how many times that he'd, in Andrew had envisioned or Randy had envisioned killing him. You're worthless, Chris. You're fucking worthless. Oh, God. I'd shoot the supermarket up. But what's the point? It's not worth. It's not worth it. He can't get Colin Bine off of his mind. This fuck is the definition of cringe. It took him about two hours to fall asleep because um he had fantasies. So he had fantasies about doing it, and then he starts to kind of figure out how he's actually going to do it. So he thought, thinks about, well, I'll go, I'll, I'll shoot it up, and I'll go into aisle one and kill myself. So he starts to think, right, I might actually do the thing of shooting up. Uh, supermarket. Beforehand, he just thought about killing himself because he couldn't deal with life past his twenties. But, but um, there's another diary entry here. Um, and this one, um, which he's documented a lot of info. So in this one, it's Saturday, April eighth, twenty seventeen. Uh, so this one says, success, ladies and gentlemen of Earth, I have a shotgun. What a feeling. I can't wait to shoot the beauty. I'm going to call her Mackenzie. She's a Mossberg 512 gauge pump action persuader cruiser. And yes, she's black. The day is one hell of a milestone. And his mom is the one that got him the firearm. May I add? Um, I need to, uh, or he said, oh, mother, if only you realized you just signed my death warrant by taking me to that gun shop in less than five months, you'll be finding me on the floor. Imagine the bloodstains. It's going to be crazy. So his mom helped him and got the firearms. Okay. 
And then in these flanks, now he has this more, he starts urging more and more the fact he now has the firearms. He goes to like a shooting area. He gets this shooting area somewhere nearby that he drives up and he always goes to. And I think it's in one of the videos that he's filming himself shooting stuff. That his mum's actually up there holding the camera for him. But he said that he loves the shooting area and wish he could come up to there every day. Um, and he does show off the shotguns, and he also shows off the shells he gets in the mail. Like, he's, he, he, he gets a shit ton. So much so that he says, like, I'm not going to run out on the day. There's so much um, shells that I have on the day. But then this is the point, right? So, um, in us in the vlog style videos and audio recordings, Randy talks about always planning to die young, fear of getting older, gender dysphoria, father's judgment, racism, homophobia, emotional immaturity, relation to Emma McLean, and rejection of therapy or medication because he considered himself far too gone. Now, this part's fucked. So, like I said, he had the thought of shooting up the supermarket or just killing himself. But how did he go about deciding what to do? Randy recorded a video where he flipped a coin to decide his fate. If it landed on heads, it would take his own life in his bedroom. If it was tails, he would kill himself and other people at the supermarket. After flipping it five times, he got three tails. So this whole thing rested on a coin. Yes. Fucking hell. And you can see the video. Jesus Christ. In here, and I'm, I'm watching it right now, right? So if I remember correctly, he flips it, like, best out of three. And in the end, if I remember correctly, it, it literally comes down to it being equal heads and tails. So yeah, he said, if, um, if it's tails, there's a supermarket and a loss of life. And it can't, and he he himself when he throws the coin he's like oh my of course it would come down to this like the last wire where it's equal on both sides so even himself it's like of course it would take the the, the, the pin the, the last possible outcome and obviously it gets tails so that's that's what happens tails and then he um is that when he flips the camera yeah. Yeah, which means they're going to be a loss of a human being. Possibly more. Damn, it's so easy to watch it. He And then he says, that's fate for you. And even in the videos, he also says, I could still change my mind, but he's not going against the coin flip. Not going against it. Fucking hell. It's just he's going to do it. Uh, he's not tempting fate. It's not fate. It's not fucking fate. And then he bought another shotgun. He bought another shotgun, like a backup, but it's never used. And then he basically writes out the options of what he's going to do. And on the piece of paper, I can see option two, go to work as usual at 10.45, stop at Twin Oaks Golf Parking, lot to change clothes in post times, arrive around 10.55 p.m. and just open fire in aisle one option three open fire at 6 a.m when the store opens killing off worthy elderly fuckers with no lives pre uh, um, on aisle one option four same scenario as option one but after lunch break option five uh, or die alone with my girls at home in my room at around 10 p.m without sleeping that day or option six that he crossed off open fire kill at least one human speed home and die alone with my girls in my room and then 
that says something shit being no or something. So, the fact he had it all detailed out, and I tell you, in the video, he is so excited to have the other shotgun, have all the ammo. It's it's such an Americanized thing to be so happy to have access to a firearm, but considering he knows what he's going to do, mm-hmm. is. But the thing as well is, he's got shotguns. Why? Who else uses shotguns? Farm farmers, I dive. No, who did they idolize? Uh oh, yeah, those two cunts. And he actually put um tape on the grip of the gun because that's what Harris used. But he had tape on his gun as well, and it was hurting his hands because when you shoot, he said when you shoot the gun. When you get the recoil, it clips his fingers, so he's getting blisters on his pinky, but he didn't mention the fact that's what Harris did as well. Just... So, I think, what's this? There's another diary entry. Uh, uh, uh. I need to find the date for this one. Well, it's five that is recording, but in this in this one, he said, every social encounter at work is as if I'm in slow motion now. I'm knowing I'm going to turn on all of you. With each passing night, I continue to shed away my human emotions. I'm no longer bound to this pathetic world. Nothing matters anymore. All that matters is the mission and finishing the massacre video. Turning off his human emotions? He's not in the vampire diaries. So, yeah, he flipped the coin and I flipped the thing five times, he got three tails. In his last videos, he would show off his weapons and vlogs, which he described his plans, hatred for the world. He also made tweets hinting at the shooting, such as saying, If you think your body is ready for June 7th, then you're gravely mistaken. The day before the shooting, he would record a video touring the supermarket he was employed at, where he filmed the aisles and exits. And actually, it's within this one. When he's actually filming the supermarket, he documents like, I'm gonna barricade this door here and have all the stock over here so no one's gonna be coming into this back room. Um, you know, they're all gonna be here. And he's, yeah, he's like, he's gonna block this emergency exit. He's, he actually explains like, there's emergency exits here or there. Those ones are easy to block. The guy will always go out that way. When we, when he, when the guy, and manager one of us has break, Evan will go for break. Then, you know, he 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 had it planned out to like a T, if you will. He knew exactly what he was doing. The fact is he's even saying it's so easy to put pallets up against this door, you know. It's so eerie because it's not like it was just random. He planned it out. Exactly. And he said that he basically at this point in time he's like kill as many people as I can do as much damage as I can and in the video you can't see it but in one of the vlogs he says and then I'll go to aisle one and then he pretends to stick the shotgun up his mouth poof done Jesus fuck so the um Randy had sent Secretly sent long emails to close friends talking about his plans. 
During planning, Randy worked on his last project, the Westboro High Massacre, intended to be the final episode of Ember's Ghost Squad and a tribute to himself. He'd contracted several online animators and voice actors to assist in production, but a majority refused when they were informed of violent and distressing content. He became impatient and enraged, and he waited several weeks for voice lines and isolated himself working on the video, ranting about setbacks in his driving vlogs. The video was taken on by YouTube almost immediately after it was posted. In it, he described his hatred towards the people involved with the series through an angry prologue. It then featured a crudely animated sequence depicting him and one of the characters from EGS murdering students at a fictional high school before ending with montages of previous videos explaining the motives behind the shooting. He he just basically says he's tired of everyone, tired of everybody, doesn't want to deal with humans again. And then in Friday of May 26, 2017, uh, in that diary, he writ, I can't do this anymore. I am physically and mentally exhausted. I can't anymore. Anymore. My body is quitting. I even slept for 10 hours and can't move. I'm dying. I just don't care anymore. I'm ready to let go of everything. I'll do some more shots and flash when I am up for it over the next 12 days. But if the project has holes in it, I don't even care. I'm throwing in the towel. I did what I could. I'm going to rest for most of this morning and probably shoot later. I don't know. I'm ready to die. 12 days. I'll make it, but it's going to be tough. And... <sighs> it's so weird because, like, he also then says he gets tired of just going to that shooting place he had to shoot. He was so desensitized and bored of, like, shooting just targets. He wanted to take it to the next level. He was so bored of shooting targets. He just actually wanted to shoot people now. And then he does eventually, um, at some point, record a video. Two hours long, I think, to send to his parents to be like, Hi, I'm dead. A whole backstory of what he was feeling, what led him to this. And basically to understand, or try and get them to understand why he's done this. No, and basically, like, also no one saw it coming. You know, I guess it was to, uh, he said to show it to friends, family, close friends, but I don't think his parents ever saw it coming. So like he said in the video, you guys didn't see it coming. This is why I've done this. And a two hour long video. Fuck me. He probably acted majorly different around his parents as well. So then there'd literally be no one. <laughs> That's the thing they'll they'll do though as well. They'll they'll act completely different in person, just to make sure they can't be stopped. Because around this time, a lot of people are very clear of the signs, and he was. And if he was not hiding it, I feel like he people would have noticed that he was planning something, they would have stopped it. Well, that's what I'm hoping. So, he must have just acted completely different in front of his parents, especially. Well, the video also does explain the whole Ember's Ghost Squad thing, because there was, if you ever see any of these videos of him in his room, he's got posters of this stuff everywhere. There's even one, he even does a, a tour vlog of his room basically before he does everything and when he closes the door there's actually um, a sticker on his door which is one of the characters from that 
um, as Ghost Squad with a shotgun. But his whole room's got posters of them everywhere, massive posters. And even an Inside Out Disney poster and a Beatles Abbey Road one. But he was basically explaining to them what the whole Ember's Ghost Squad is and how the fact is that he's in love with the characters. If he does this, he'll go to that fictitious world where he can then live the life he was supposed to live with these fictional characters. And in the diary, this is the sending off part of the diary. It's, it's, it's a little sad because it says this. I'll never forget those who changed my life. I can't thank you all enough. Maybe I'll see some of you soon. Remember, life can always be worse. Somewhere out there, there's always someone worse off than you. Hopefully you'll be able to rediscover yourselves through the simpler times. It's time for me to go. Thank you. I'll always remember you. Farewell. Andrew Blaze. And it... I can... It's sad in the way of the way he's described it. Like, yeah, because that feels like he just not knowing what he's done. If you read that, you think, well, that's someone who's wanting to commit suicide because they don't like their life. And some of the stuff he said is quite hard-hitting. That yes, you know, even if your life's bad, someone else's life will be way worse somewhere else. But it's June 7th, um, in 2017, is when the shooting all happens. So... I'm going to describe the shoot, uh, talk about the shooting now, but that's the backstory. There's tons of other parts and stuff in there. Um, but I'd highly recommend that Documenting Evil video. I was trying to watch it at the same time just to add more ad-lib stuff. But it's quite eerie. Uh, you can watch quite a lot of his uh, videos that he had and shows his descent down from him creating normal YouTube content to the actual, when you see the vlogs and everything. And it's very scary. Um, creepy smiles in some of the videos and obviously like I said um, so much other uh, stuff linked to other shootings get talked about but it it's tough to watch something like this knowing that someone who as people in comments were saying could have got mental help he didn't want it he just didn't want to live past his 20s ended up falling in love with this weird um, fantasy world on these characters. Danny Phantom's not weird, but having this fantasy world on this Ember's Ghost Squad, wanted to kill himself, but then spurred on by Columbine and then being heavily sucked into that, and then instead of wanting to take his own life, starts thinking, I could do a shooting. Then it's just fate of a coin decides what happens, and he documents it all. He's slow, and he knows he's going to die. He knows he's going to do it then. And the, and the videos and vlogs he makes were just documenting the time leading up to the incident, showing he really planned it out, thought about exactly what he was going to do, and then had this ideology of hating everyone in the world, hating life, you know, as if that fantasy life was the best place he wanted to be. And that humans were scum of the earth, everyone was bad. You know, it's just a weird spiraling down mind. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't know how you feel about him or what you think leading up to before I talk about the shooting, but, uh, I mean... I think he was a rape... Do you think... Go on. ...is a case of someone who could have had help and this could have been prevented? I 
feel like he... I feel... Yeah. Yeah. I do feel like with these situations, especially with his, where his childhood wasn't exactly troubled. There wasn't anything going on at home that was particularly bad. I feel like there is... He could have gotten help but it's he's a weird one because he admits that idolizing the columbine massacre is not a good thing he's, he's aware of it so he's self-aware but at that point he's so far gone where he only finds this connection with columbine and a cartoon and characters in a cartoon he's kind of in his own world in the end yeah, but it's the knowing that he didn't want to live and wanted to take his own life. Yeah. And just didn't, wasn't certain, I, I haven't had that thought about not being certain about the future, but he doesn't have, not certain about the future whatsoever. And then, just then, just ha has a whole change of mindset that goes even worse. Because if you think of it this way, he could have been a YouTuber that could have maybe got some fame later on if he'd kept at it. He had like the whole Embers Go Squad had a fan base based around this. Yeah. And it still goes on now. But he just dissented into a fucked state of mind. And while I emphasize with everyone who's got depression, he 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 had the depression in which he wanted to commit suicide, but then took it to the level of I'll go out in a shooting way. And then it just got worse. But you don't have to watch the video, but I linked the video to you because just watching the vlogs and seeing him speak about it into the camera, nothing else, no music, no nothing. It's this weird, eerie sense, you know, because cases back in the day, people weren't vlogging. This wasn't a thing, but he's someone who was comfortable and okay with filming in the camera. He did it for YouTube and stuff. And then he was so comfortable just documenting it all. To the point where all the suicide tapes and stuff just go up on the Twitter on um, June 7th, 2017. He uploads it all. So it all goes up there in a media file folder. It's all up there to view. And it, it's just fucked. And that's why I wanted to cover this one for a while because, you know, being on social media platforms and then someone that people would have watched, a lot of people would have watched, end up doing something like this. And then you go back and go, oh shit, there might have been some signs in some of his videos. And then you can watch someone's documented descent into doing a shooting. Mm. It's so fucking crazy. So I'm going to talk about the shooting now. So Randy arrived for his late night shift at the Wise Market in Eaton Township, Pennsylvania, just south of Tuknahanock on the evening of June 7th, 2017 during closing time at approximately 11 p.m. Now, it's a big store. I was watching... Um, I watched the... Uh, in that one I linked to you, it actually includes the, the video he made showing off the supermarket. It's massive. Um, so, I don't know how many people work in that night, but there's a load of people in... Uh, uh, that could, you know, me in, in the store on a busy day. Mm. So like I mentioned, he, he had the thought about in that plan, they could have done it when the store opened. 
If it's still open, it's like an averagely big size store, not like your small local store. So he's done it at night, at closing time, when he's going for his late shift. Randy went to the staff area and blocked an emergency exit in the far back. He then continued his duty, stocking shelves and cleaning up from the previous day. At 12.10am is when he sent out links to multiple files and videos which he detailed his plans via his Twitter account. His files were labelled Journal, Suicide Tapes and Digital Set. Randy then went back to the crew area in the rear of the store, blocking the remaining exits, and locked the automatic doors at the main entrance to the store, which you can see in one of the videos he could box it. Um, Randy would return to his car and retrieve his duffel bag. Um, at 11am, he then pulled out two pistol grip pump action Moss 500... As Mossberg 500 shotguns that he had concealed in a duffel bag and walked around the store and chaos. And while he was doing this, he donned the It's Our Time to Rise. So if you ever look at photos of him or if you search him and you see that photo, there's a photo of him where it says It's Our Time to Rise. That's the shirt that he wears during this. And there is a selfie actually of him in his work clothes, that red clothes um, selfie in the mirror. Uh, it's from him at work. But yeah, he wears the... I don't know, he doesn't wear the natural selection one. Yeah, I was expecting he, him to wear that. He wears the It's Our Time to Rise is the one that he wears. So he grabs the shotguns and places one on the back and carries one. He moves to the front doors, he steps in, and then he locks them. It's kind of unclear exactly what happens, but he's got the two shotguns, but then he goes to aisle 16 where two co-workers are, Victoria Brong and Kirsten Newell. They were stocking shelves. They had no idea what's going on. No one knew anything. So yeah, there's not like a clear documentation of what's going on, but nobody knows this is going to happen, no signs whatsoever. He's doing this, he's locking the doors, he's stocked everything, but people are just stocking themselves, you know, going to work, doing their normal job. So he gets to aisle 16, where those two people are. He basically just takes aim at Victoria, and she gets shot four times, and then she falls to the floor. Now, um, he basically approached both of them, but Kirsten Newell, the co-worker that was Victoria, hadn't heard the shots going off because she had headphones on while she was labeling items and stocking shelves near the rear of the, the store. Um, Randy is seen on the CCTV surveillance footage, basically standing behind Newell as she worked for about five seconds and then proceeds to go to the next aisle. It's not known why, but he lets her live. That's really weird. She doesn't even know it herself. Fucking hell. He just kills Victoria, but then spares Kirsten's life. You'd get major survival guilt from that as well, wouldn't you? Yeah, because she sees her co-worker Victoria on the floor. And then he sees Randy. She sees Randy as well. And then... She... Was after that, basically, that he looks at her, lets her go, then he goes to the next aisle, and then he sees the floor manager, Terry Lee Sterling. 
and um, shoots at him as well. Two shots at him, killed him. And it's at this point that Kristen is like checking on Victoria because she's on the floor because you've just seen your co-worker lying on the floor. Not responsive, calls 911. And then Randy makes the way to the other, style, the other side of the store where he finds his manager, Brian Hayes, and then shoots him five times, kills him. And Kristen still hears the shots happening um, because I think at this point after he shot him, uh, he just proceeds to fire at glass and other merchandise in the store and shoot multiple small propane tanks which failed to, uh, failed to explode. Because in Randy's, one of Randy's tapes as well, he said that um, I'll just shoot at whatever or shoot at random stuff. So I think it's at the point where he's just shooting random shit off the aisles and everything. Um, and it was around at this time, because he had spared Kirsten Newell's life, that she was able to escape the store by removing the display at the entry doors and breaking the glass door. She then ran outside and hid behind some bushes and called 911. You mean 911? Oh, yeah, sorry, 911, sorry. I said 911. 911. But yeah, she manages to escape. And after a short time, um, the police are slowly arriving on the scene. Uh, he goes to aisle one. Uh, after, I don't know, I think he must have felt like. I've done enough. But he gets to aisle one and then takes the shotgun, turns on himself, sticks the barrel in his mouth, pulls the shotgun, trigger, boom, kills himself. He fired about 59 shots Jeez. during the shooting. Um, yeah, he went to aisle one, which apparently is the... Uh, like he said, the intended aisle they wanted to go to. Don't know why. But yeah. Um, 49 shots had been fired and all the shots had come from one of the two shotguns he had brought. Because Randy stayed in his fifth suicide tapes. And the second shotgun was only for backup in case the first one breaks on him or jams. He, was no, uh, he has no way of fixing it. So during that, he claimed three victims. Victoria Brong, she was age 25 and she was assistant tag manager for the... Um, market. Brian Hayes, he was 47, he was the night manager and he was a Navy veteran as well. And Terry Lee Sterling, he was age 63, who was a shop assistant. And yeah, he took his own life. Um, might have killed more, but he spared Kirsten's life and she managed to escape. And I think I saw a thing online where she even said that she has no idea why he let her live considering the way he was explaining in his suicide tapes and everything, how he was going to go about it. Maybe change of mind, I'm not sure. But in terms of the aftermath um, and what happens after this, um, the store... On, well, the store reopens. So on June 14th, 2017, Waze, oh, Wise Market announced the store would be reopened. The original storefront stayed in, intact, but the interior was gutted and remodeled with a new floor layout. On June 13th, 2017, um, on July, sorry, July 13th, 2017, the store was reopened. Many people who lived in the area questioned why the company decided not to relocate the store in an interview with WNEP, some said they will not even enter the remodeled store due to what occurred there. 
However, some in the community accepted the supermarket chain's decision. One man said it would have played into Stair's hands if the store had left. He explained, the evil man who did this would have wanted them to move and would have wanted people to be scared and not want to go to the store after what he did. Now, uh, like I said, the mass shooting didn't receive that much attention at first, with the exception of Pennsylvania expressing their grief toward the tragedy. Wise or ways than I see it, Marcus released a statement condoling uh, the death at the store, the death of the store, and promising their protection to the customers and employees. The supermarket remained closed until the reopening on July 13, 2017. An autopsy of Randy Stair revealed he was under the effect of over three times the recommended dose of Benadryl, which, coupled with his poor mental state, may explain why he seemingly random decision to spare one of his co-workers along with why he fired so many shots indiscriminately at seemingly nothing. Days after the shooting, a former friend of Randy and YouTuber Make Me Bad posted on Twitter his sympathy towards Randy and encouraged people to seek medical attention if they're dealing with mental issues. Now, I forgot to mention this, but the other account I mentioned that was related to Randy's, the... um. The one, the Dino Man channel, is because that, that guy interviewed him, and that's still on YouTube, an interview with Randy Stair, that channel interviewed him. But in terms of actually YouTubers talking about this, um, Randy himself wasn't recognized too much years after the shooting. However, sometime in 2021, many YouTubers started to talk about him, such as Savox and Do uh, Dr. Todd Gran Grandy. Three of his YouTube channels would be deleted off YouTube, although his videos and journals have been archived. The Emperor's Ghost Squad wiki is still being edited to this day, and there are a small group of people who believe EGS is real. And that's as much information as I have. Like I said, there's YouTube videos on this. Um, the one I linked you and the one by Documenting Evil is well worth the watch because uh, it shows the vlogs and all the stuff and gives a good backstory. I tried to include some um, as much information of that as I could. But yeah, that's the story of Andrew Blaze, Randy Stair. Um, yeah, I wanted to cover that one for a while because it's always fascinated me. Someone's descent into a shooting, all crystal clear documentation and very eerie to watch. You know, someone who, like I said, could have just been a YouTuber who had some success and then faded off the the, the face of YouTube, and that's it. Yeah. But no, it went evil, and he vlogged all of it, planned it all out, all there for people to watch and see. So yeah, I don't know how you feel about this one. It's uh interesting one to say the least. Very interesting. Yeah, I there's so much more uh, lives could have been taken. I feel like he could have gotten way worse. Oh yeah, yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. But um yeah, um <sighs> It's weird how to this day still, like you mentioned, people are being fascinated by shootings of the past and how certain things can just alter the brain in a way where it goes full mode into that 
like we explained the whole Amber McLean, uh, Amber's, you know, Amber McLean from Danny Phantom took over his life. When he researched the shooting, he said that he was just sucked into that. You know, it wasn't just that. Oh, I know what that is. It fully took over his life. Yeah. And that because he wasn't shy about videoing stuff, because he already did that for YouTube. He documented it all as if it was just a seemingly normal thing to video, you know. He talks so calmly and there's some psychoticness that's shown in the videos, but he explains it all clearly as if it was like, hey, look, here's a pl- like, here's my plan of what I'm doing, but it's a really fucked thing I'm doing. But yeah, um, store might still be going... I don't know how I feel about that because people people are um well people are still going in that store and if they know what happened yeah it's I, an eerie thought I get both sides of why have you kept it where it is and also don't let him feel like he won. I get both sides to it. Well, it is still there. I'm looking at it right now. But it's one of those where it's like, I think a lot of people would probably just want to move past it, but I also understand people not being able to do so. Yeah. And thing is though right just looking at it now um in that 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 tunk tunk hannock it's not a big place not a big place at all like it's it's it seems like it's a part of america where it's not completely isolated it is near a big city dixon city just a couple drive away but it seems like it's one of the more out of Kind of like where I live, you know how I live in Inverurie, which is just out of Aberdeen. Yeah. You know, a smaller town. It feels like that, so it feels like it's a smaller knit community. And for something like that to happen would definitely have shook the community. But yeah. It's one I wanted to do for ages and now I've and now I've done it. And there's probably more I'll talk about, but that realm of social media or people on a platform turn killer. And YouTube is a platform I've used for years now. So when I heard about this, I was like, damn, there's more cycle people on this platform than you think about. Or you'd think. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah. Um, just a tough one as well, because I had to mention mental health. And if anyone is experiencing mental health issues, you're not alone, but... I always feel sad when I hear about this stuff because sometimes when they have mental health, it can take a very bad turn. And this is an example of it. You know, life is worth living. I've learned that life's worth living. And if you have the same mentality as this person of I don't want to live past this this time, then please don't because every mile, as you get older, I know, you know, you're closer to passing away, but when you pass these milestones, life's good. You know, people say, oh, you get to this age, blah, 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 but I, I was scared to reach my 20s too, but I'm in my 20s now, I love it. You know, it's just sad that he had this mentality of not wanting to live life and it spiraled way worse. It sucks. It's so shitty. 
yeah but yeah watch the videos you can on it and the tapes if you will uh, it helps to give more of a backstory but yeah that is uh, Randy Stare nice nice episode not well not nice episode but you know what I mean good episode yeah you, you didn't think this is what I was uh, why that kind of episode we'd be no. talking about no I did not but yeah um not much more to say. I think I think I think I've covered it all. But that's how I've kicked off season two, done this one. So there'll definitely be more, because um, I remember back in the day I did ones of like websites that had killers on them. Um, so I might find I might see um, now cover some of the other YouTuber ones that I wanted to talk about. So. Fair, but yeah, interesting yeah. one. Thank you guys for listening to this episode. We hope you thoroughly enjoyed it. We also, if you are listening to this before New Year's Eve, or after New Year's Eve, but mostly before, hope you have a very good night. Stay safe. If you are drinking, drink responsibly, and just have an overall good night, a good end to the year, and we will see you guys again in 2024 next week with a brand new episode. So have a good new, have a good time, and Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year. Hope you have a good one. Last episode of the year, so we'll see you next year. We ain't going anywhere. Bye, guys.